0: I want to start out by thanking our listeners. We've had a significant uptick in our downloads here in the last couple months. Things are going in a good direction here, and I want to thank you again, and hopefully uh, you guys keep passing the word around, and we get more and more listeners because we put some work into this, and we're happy with what we do, and we hope you are as well. Tonight's guest is Steve Palak. He is a longtime time milwaukee dj he worked for qfm back in their heyday and he currently works for wklh on sunday mornings here in milwaukee yeah
1: it was really great to meet steve and and hang out with him and hear some of his stories from back in the old days and his bourbon trick actually really worked so check that out hope you enjoy
0: hola Bienvenidos. This is Richard Wilson. With this podcast, there are no electives. Every program is a prerequisite. The semester is in session. It's season two of the Bait and Switch podcast.
1: Welcome back to the Bait and Switch podcast. My name is Jim Martin along with my co host, Chris Bayer. Today, we have a longtime DJ from the Milwaukee area. Steve Palick is with us. Steve has been in radio for 45 years. Right. So he's at WQFM for a long time, which uh, for those of us who are old, like the three of us here, right. uh, remember that was a long time ago. He's uh, currently doing a show called Rock and Roll Roots 96.5 WKLH, and that airs Sunday mornings. And he's also uh, dabbled in real estate, commercial real estate, for the last 35 years. I wouldn't call it dabbling. It's more, it's pretty serious. Why did you call it dabbling? Because I was, I was kind of being. Uh, Don't uh, start out bad with the guy. <laughs> yeah, sarcastic. I was no, being sarcastic. He is a mover and shaker, yeah. and you're saying he's yeah. Dabbling. He, he really is. I was well. Really, the word I yeah. used earlier was mogul. You know what?
0: Yeah. Kind of tighten it up, Jim, a little bit.
1: Well, he said I said mogul before. He said not really a mogul. I not... went the other way. I said dabbling, yeah. and now I'm getting in trouble for All dabbling.
2: Right. Okay. Well, I haven't Let's filled see. out a time card since yeah. I was in high school, so <laughs> I can write down dabbling okay. and get away with it. Okay.
1: okay. Well, you Welcome, will... Steve. Welcome. Yeah, Thanks for being here.
0: You know, I just turned on the radio yesterday in the car. Looking for the Brewers game, uh-huh. and I turned on six twenty, but of course it was the Packers game right. was going on. I had to find out where uh, the Brewers game was, which I think it was ninety four five. I think is what it is. Okay. I think that's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was at the Packers game. Yesterday. Were you at the Packers. Oh, oh, all well, right, right. Bring big it up. up. The Packers. We record these episodes really a couple of months in advance of when we release them. We are talking here now in middle September, and this probably won't go out till November. So Packers are off to a two zero start. I'm not a huge fan. Yeah, I know the NFL a little bit, uh, you know, more so than the average, but Jim, Steve, I was hoping you guys could help me off with some terms that I hear thrown around on these broadcasts. All right. Every now and then they refer to some player as the lone setback. Shouldn't they just get rid of him? I mean, if he's if he's this much of a problem, if he's that bad. Yeah, yeah. You know, I figured true. this was the one guy on the team that was kind of holding them back. The, yeah. well, they're the weakest yeah. link, right? Right,
2: right. Yeah,
1: <laughs> right. exactly.
0: What about the weak safety? Hit the weight room. Yeah,
2: yeah. You, th-
1: you think think yeah. they'd all be there, yeah. right? Um,
2: valid point. Can I derail you? Yeah, go right ahead. I had an opportunity to be on the field at Lambeau. Okay. So the game starts. There's a kickoff. And (laughs) here come the Packers, first and 10 on the 20. And I'm in the back of the end zone. And I got to tell you, I could not see over any 6'5", 300-pound oh, offensive lineman, much less the defense, and all of a sudden the play starts, and yeah. it's the weirdest thing because you see a quarterback throw, uh-huh. and you're kind of seeing what they see, which is nothing, yeah. Oh, yeah. so they're thrown to a <laughs> spot quite often, and it stopped me from ever criticizing <laughs> because it just happens so fast. It's so weird. You're relatively tall. Yeah, yeah. 6'3", yeah. six, and six three, and I could not
0: see over the line.
1: Yeah, that's interesting. And then you look at a guy like uh, Russell Wilson or, yeah. uh, or Drew Brees. Who are like they're like five right. ten, right? It's crazy.
0: The, you know, an, another term that in this era of concerns about uh, hostile workplace environments. Okay. There's a group of people on the team that they refer to as the All Hands team. Nah, <laughs> that, that's a problem. It's it's a little legal right, and right, A little grabby, is right. from what I understand. Yeah,
2: there are uh, there at least I know of one. Maybe there's a female
0: official.
1: Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. And yep. I think
0: there's a keep fe- those guys away from her. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah all Hands team,
1: not yeah. good. Yeah. The uh, I think there's also a female coach, not head coach, but yes, a, a right, coach. Right. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. These announcers. Every now and then they, they say things that sound like a backhanded compliment. There was one player they were talking about. He was multifaceted. Okay. The, uh, the announcer said, you know, he can run, he can block, he can catch. He said, what a tool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah right. <laughs> and right. Uh, I think you've got to be aware of what you're saying, right? Yeah, you're right.
2: Yeah. Well, you know, there's a baseball term. One of the ultimate compliments for a player is a five-tool player. Yeah, I was just yeah. gonna say some guys are five
1: different. Yeah, right. What are the five <laughs> tools? I
2: have no idea. Why would you uh, bring well, it up? Well, then? I yeah, come,
0: Steve, Steve, <laughs> you're you in radio. Know, is this should you really a be a quiz show? To, yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so well, what
1: would it we be? You want to go through them. running, hitting, catching. Oh running, yeah, it's gotta catching, be running,
2: hitting, catching. Bunting,
1: mm, throwing. Run, throwing. Gi-
2: throw, yeah. throwing, throwing, giving
1: signs. Yeah, yeah, throwing, running, hitting, hitting, catching,
2: throwing. Those are
0: the obvious running, ones. Hitting, We're missing catching, something.
1: Now we sound like fools.
0: Yeah. All right. That now um, Brady is how old now? Is he forty-two?
1: I think he's one hundred and seventeen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think I think he's like forty-two, something like that. Do yeah. you
0: guys find yourself cheering for older athletes now that we're not as young as we used to be? They're, Maybe not Brady yeah. specifically, but
2: no, not really. I, uh, I by the way, I, I I don't know why I admire Tom Brady so much. You know, I guess probably the cliche answer would be because you want to be him. I don't. Mm -hmm. He's married to a model. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. okay. So am I. Mm -hmm. Um, Good save. Uh, But (laughs) back to your point, Chris, which is that I really don't correlate athletes in age because there's nobody my age. They don't even let people my age professionally golf. They have their own category (laughs) for seniors.
1: (laughs) Well cheering people on who are around my age. I'm 49 now, so mm-hmm. there's not we just saw, I think Adam Vinatieri is is getting ready to retire, ah. I think, and they said I think he's 45 49. I heard yeah, it. Yeah. I I'm I I really
2: old. I'm horrible at ages. Yeah. I mean and that's why I don't even try, which mm-hmm. has served me well, you know, in meeting a lot of people. How old do you think I am? I mean, I've been on the radio for 45 years. I don't, I don't see age.
1: I, you could see, be anywhere from right. 20
2: to 100, for all I know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I've been on the air for 45 years, I, so 46 if, would be. Yeah. Yeah. Right,
1: right. If I didn't know that, I would have said about 55.
2: Really? Thank yeah. you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What a
0: kiss-up yeah because yeah, <laughs> yeah, chris said 100 thanks jim <laughs> all right that's what uh, for. Well, i'm, I'm gonna focus one. on jim yeah, for now yeah right, right. we'll see you chris so, i mean we'll we'll convince him to come back we don't have yeah. to <laughs> yell kiss the ring here i mean it's yeah well.
2: but i um no i'm with you i don't really i don't see age and i certainly don't feel 62 almost so see, 63 okay. yeah
0: so you started when
1: you
2: were 17 yeah wow. uh i started in high school
0: yeah. okay yeah. okay um some of these players keep playing too long. For example, Favre, right? How old mm-hmm. was he when he retired?
1: Man, I think he was about f- maybe it was like forty, maybe pushing maybe forty. I think,
2: 40, yeah. yeah. By you know, which time, yeah, he retired yeah, right. a lot of times. <laughs> right,
0: right. <laughs> and another another classic uh, athlete that stays on too long is the boxer, right? Oh, like Muhammad right. Ali. Yeah, mm-hmm. he was in his late thirties or something like that, forties when he retired. I was surprised last year when I heard. That he died because he was such a fighter he was a fighter Ah, ah that didn't yeah, go over
2: so well yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're talking about an icon yeah <laughs> That's right, they, right. they're right. like uh, there are a few people that have like ascended to uh, a category i don't know who else you who would you put in that jackie I mean, robinson yeah for sure uh, michael right. hey, jordan hey, yeah Right, maybe Jordan. Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. Those are those are yeah. people that have accomplished so
0: much you know that I, mere mortals can't comment you know on them. Yeah. You know who I'd put on that Mount Rushmore: George Washington, Abraham Lincoln, yeah. Teddy Roosevelt, and Thomas Jefferson. Chumps, chumps. Get him Who would you take down first, and then put up Jordan? Would you take down I Teddy would Roosevelt? Put up Jordan. I'd put up Jennifer Aniston. Jennifer Aniston. Oh, there you go. Okay. <laughs> cheers. No, hold on. Not cheers. Friends. All right. Yeah. Um. Yeah, we're talking a little bit, you mentioned uh, mm-hmm. in your 60s, and we're all, well, Jim's, Jim's got the blonde hair. I do. But uh, yeah. I've got kind of the salt and pepper yes. thing going on. Right. Now. And I get concerned that people don't really care about people in our age category, right? Right, right. Because if somebody young goes missing, there's an amber alert. Somebody sure. old goes missing, silver alert. Right. What about the salt and pepper alert? Ah, is, that, yeah, is that too much to true. ask? Right. I mean, that's I want them nice. to come looking for me. Have you ever been
2: tempted at some point to dye your hair? I
0: have. I'll cut that out. But
2: uh... <laughs> No, don't cut that out. <laughs> I want, yeah, that's I got a, good a laugh. valid area of conversation. I got yeah. a good laugh out of it, so yeah. I'll <laughs> leave it in.
0: Had you. Had you not responded, I would have I would have cut it but out. But
2: the, the thing is you... There's a sweet spot where you could do it. Because I've known some people that I'm like, I'm looking at them and nothing ever changes. And then Mm -hmm. finally, oh, okay, I get it. You can't go backwards after you have established it. That's That's the problem.
1: That's true. Not even with that... Is it Hair Club for... Me? Well, no, that's the girl. No, yeah, the other one, no. whatever it is, you know, where they say like, oh, it's gradual. You know? Right, like, no, no, yeah. no, 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 no. Just five <laughs> minutes. Yeah, right, right,
2: it's right, gradual right. only for
0: somebody that's never seen you before. In just right, five right. minutes, you'll look like an <laughs> ass. <laughs> right, right. Or you have to move. <laughs> right, yeah. You can yeah. move. Well, <laughs> have you seen that where you go to a restaurant and there's the guy that's eighty five ninety and his wife has got jet black hair. Yes, right. right that's, that's what
1: right. I was gonna say. It looks like they took shoe polish yeah, to their hair exactly. you know like sometimes I can't even place like there's something just off. Like when people are to pay. Sometimes you oh. can spot that from a mile away. It, like, what yeah, are you doing?
2: I, I don't know you how
0: know? you can make that leap. Right. Pick that's up gotta a be pick huge.
1: up a fedora or something, right. you know, before right. you I don't know. Of course
0: know. I've heard that, you know, the the key to not looking like you've aged is be bald. Right. For yeah, example, yeah. one guy I heard they talk about was Dr. Phil. Doctor Phil's looked the same for as long That's as you've known yeah, him, right? True. Yeah.
1: Here's one thing, though. I went to my 20th reunion, and the people who had hair didn't look like they aged. But then the people who were bald looked like, oh wow, look, you really so there's a there's a point there where you can start the baldness and then continue on and not age. Mm-hmm. But you know, before that, if you know, like you like yeah, you you're before, right. If you know somebody, and then I don't see it for 20 years, right. now they're bald, like oh, they look older.
2: There's so, another yeah. easier, quick fix. Baseball okay. cap.
1: There you go. Baseball cap. Right. You know, and, and the thing is, I don't, I don't. I mean, there's absolutely nothing wrong with you know guys who shave their head or bald or whatever. I, I mean, I think they you know, most of them look pretty distinguished. Yeah, we got it's those just, listeners. Be careful. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Right. Well, it's Just the difference between like the snapshot I had in my head when they were 18, fast forward to 38, and now they have no hair and they're totally different. You well,
0: know, there
2: is a value. To hitting a certain point in life where you really don't care that much anymore. And that's you, I can tell. Yes, exactly. No. <laughs> I really don't. I mean, I'm not, you know, there's things I hold back on. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I'm not one of those get off of my lawn guys. Right. But I've hit the point where if it wasn't for my wife, I'd be dressed in all Carhartt all the time. <laughs>
1: right. Right, right. Exactly Yeah. No, I'm I'm right there with you. It really is a, a point where um you just feel like I don't have to put on a show for mm-hmm.
0: anybody. We're, Jim, uh, yeah, we're putting on a show yeah. right now. All right. No. Well, we <laughs> I, mean, I mean, we kind of have to put on a show true. if that, we're going to get people listening. You know, maybe, yeah. maybe we should just shut the whole thing down. We're yeah. deceiving everyone. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we don't have I, to do Jim, that anymore. Jim, <laughs> Jim, I hate to, I hate to do this for the second time in one episode. Get your head in the game. 1st really, right. yeah, this I'm off First, You're, I'm you're talking off. about his real estate like it's just a little hobby. And yeah. now now you're talking about a show like I don't care about yeah, our right. listeners. It's true. You know, and,
1: and, and our listeners don't know this, but but Steve brought us a nice gift and it was uh, in a styrofoam container that I couldn't get open. Yeah. So this is, I'm just a little bit off tonight. Is yeah, it, you're, off. Really yeah. Nice you're off. It's a really nice mug. It's a rock you're and roll off. roots mug. I like. You know,
0: it. We're, we're halfway through the first half of the interview. Maybe I got to take you back in the locker room and kind of give you that pep talk. So you Maybe. come out, you know, firing Maybe. on all cylinders for the wow. second so half. That
2: yeah. is the it's major true. difference between podcasts yeah. and podcasts. Uh, uh terrestrial I mean, radio, radio right. is we don't have a locker room right. we yeah. just have commercials right, right <laughs> really, just, so let's yeah. just you run got, a bunch you, you, of commercials you,
0: yeah. and straighten jim up i think <laughs> i think, <laughs> yeah, I, think, yeah, <laughs> I, think got,
1: I might just be the lone setback
0: yeah in this, in this, yeah. Yeah, yeah. In this yeah jim story. is the lone yeah. setback <laughs> in this episode but there's a lot of you know we're talking about aging and whatnot there's a lot of new technology out there mm-hmm. that is helping to fight the aging process stem cells mm-hmm. yep. my 12 year old son had to get some stem cells he says he feels like he's nine again (laughs) yeah he is just uh yeah yeah that's great he's he's never felt better
1: he's yeah uh, i can imagine wow that's great
2: speaking of wellness i had the opportunity to interview bill maher uh, a couple months ago you know and no matter what you think or what you you feel i mean the guy is intelligent well known and i mean it was an Awesome opportunity to talk to him. Sure, and one of the things he's passionate about is the way that people totally dismiss what they eat right. as you know what their uh, healthcare or wellness comprises, and uh, you know he had some interesting takes on it. He's absolutely right,
0: mm-hmm.
2: but but I can't help it. I mean, I am <laughs> lit. you where we're sitting right now is. Scant blocks from Taco Bell. If you don't sure. think I'm stopping there on uh, on my way out of here, oh, yeah. everything in moderation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Being six foot three, two hundred eight pounds, right. I think my moderation gets to be a little more than you know someone else. But I
1: think you've earned that.
2: Yeah, I mean, exactly. Six, three,
1: He's right? Th- you yeah. made it to six three. I
2: think He's he... looking good. Oh yeah, I think you're looking good. Well, yeah. I've trained my body yeah. to utilize fast food in a very unique way. Yeah, my body now knows how to take out the nutrients and recognize what is not food. Yeah. And so I literally can eat as much fast food as I want. Yeah, I don't feel good, Yeah, but that's a small price to pay.
1: It was delicious. Yeah, exactly.
2: (laughs) Yeah.
0: He did, uh, Bill Maher, Mm -hmm. uh, a week or so ago on his show, had a bit about how Americans are getting too obese and it's Mm -hmm. affecting the American healthcare system and it's causing... Uh, a lot of problems and it's become a very controversial rant that he had because a lot of people that are overweight are mad at him for this but uh, as you said when it comes to healthcare people look to blame the government mm-hmm. they look to blame insurance companies they look to blame drug companies they look to blame doctors the last group people tend to look at is themselves right right and mm-hmm. they are Probably the biggest uh, problem when it comes to healthcare, which is people making poor choices.
2: Well, and that's the really the crux of the matter is that people confuse healthcare with wellness. Right, mm-hmm. they're two yeah. different things. Right, right, right.
1: You know, I, I'm kind of going to have to blame vegetables on this if they would just sure. get their act together
2: maybe get a little tastier i'm with you you know yeah.
1: and, i mean it's, it's yeah. so bland vegetables pick it up on notch. i know?
2: made a big mistake once a really good friend of mine who actually recently moved to washington dc to anchor the news out there okay and he wow. was on fox 6 in milwaukee jesse priceback okay uh we our families were great friends and he had two youngsters that he would bring over all the time and once i said as we were barbecuing, I don't eat green food. Oh, <laughs> just bring me the burgers and the brats. And his son heard that. <laughs> and hand hand. you know how kids can be? Yeah, yeah. Right. He is still to this day dealing with
0: that. Steve oh, doesn't geez. eat green food. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> and now we got a big demo of like 12-year-olds. And so now oh, you got a whole other group.
1: It was a joke. The radio yeah, guy said it. Yeah,
0: It is tough. I mean, every day, every week, I'm sure all of us think, I'm going to start eating better. And it just doesn't happen, right? Uh, One tip I can give you about vegetables, if you
2: dunk them in barbecue sauce, they're good. Really? Yeah. Yeah, You know what, I'll
0: try that. (laughs) Slather them in butter and barbecue sauce. Yeah, right, salt.
2: Well, I could put barbecue sauce on cardboard. I mean, and it is a staple of my diet. But I will tell you that as an experiment, I tried the keto diet last year.
1: Okay. And
2: I really didn't need to lose weight. Okay. But- I heard the enticement of all the meat you can eat. Yeah. And I thought, this is spectacular. Sure. Right. My son had done it. So I had somebody that was kind of holding my hand through it. Mm-hmm. And I got to tell you, it was one of the coolest things I've ever done in my life. Oh, really? Now, it's really hard to do. Mm-hmm. And not to be too technical, but... What you have to do is get your body into ketosis, which means you're not eating any carbs. So, no bread, no fries, no good stuff except for meat. Right. And uh, you're, it takes two really tough weeks to get your body into that position where it realizes it's not going to get carbs. So, it has to burn whatever it gets, okay. which is good stuff. Sure. Yeah. And,. Uh, The two weeks are miserable and I barely made it and I got into ketosis. Okay. And then I knew my body was at the point where it could burn meat, but I would sit down and I could eat a steak. I could eat all the shrimp I wanted. I could eat a couple hot dogs without buns Uh and ribs, you know, and, and, and uh, just no carbs. And I, I was losing weight, even eating like a rhinoceros. And that was okay, wow. breakfast. Yeah. Right. And then you really got going right. once it's, lunch kicked It's not up. sustainable, yeah. but That's if anybody really that. wants to lose weight and has the self-control to get through those horrible two weeks and then follow it, I'm telling you, it works. And I, I, I get no... Financial benefit
0: from that. No. Not, for there's the meat nothing. industry? Yeah. Right. You're not yes. in cahoots
1: with big meat? Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's,
0: yeah. not, it's not sustainable for the planet, right? They always yeah, talk about right, all the right. meats yeah. is causing a problem. Sure. Yeah. Everybody makes fun of it. They say it's the cow farts, yeah, right? But it's right. not really. It's the belching. Ah, So my right. idea for global warming is for the cows, Tums, aids I think. Oh, <laughs> well, yeah. That, that's a good uh, idea. Yeah, that would right. uh, bring good. back the uh, glaciers, I would think. Excellent
2: point. I I actually carry Tums with me if you need one. (laughs) Oh, really? I've got got some cows in the
0: back. (laughs) It's not a dairy farm here. (laughs) But I, I want to get back a little bit to football. Okay. What is the intelligence test that they give football players? It's a funny name test.
2: Oh, why can't I think of it?
0: It was developed by a student at Northwestern. And it, it was, the guy's name was Eldon Wunderlich. Ah. That's right. Wunderlich. Wunderlich. Right. That's got to be yep. a tough name to have growing up. Yes. Or maybe it's a
1: good name. It's
2: recognizable.
0: Rogers always does well on that. Yeah. Aaron Rogers. Did you ever take an IQ test here? No,
2: no. I'm afraid to. Jim,
0: have you ever taken... I've never taken an IQ an test. An IQ test?
2: Uh, no, I don't think so. Yeah. Uh, I actually <laughs> think there's a fallacy to almost every test because there's just no common ground within of the societal differences mm-hmm. that we all have that allow us to look at things not based on intelligence right. but based on common sense yeah. and sure. what really matters to the life
0: you live. I looked up a sample question from the Wonderlick test. Oh. All right, so that's interesting. Here's one one question it said if a piece of rope costs 20 cents per 2 feet, how many feet can you buy for $30? Uh. Now, first off, why do you need that much rope? <laughs> right. right. What do you do with yeah. like right. rope? What's this guy right. doing with this rope? I'm, right. I'm concerned.
1: Right. That would be my, yeah. Let me ask you a question, Wanderlake.
0: Yeah, you know, I, I heard a, uh, they did a poll. I mentioned stem cells earlier. Another hmm. thing they're talking about is uh, genetic manipulation. They asked uh, a bunch of people, with these advances in embryological genetics, should a person be allowed to use those advances to change the overall intelligence of their offspring, and eighty-three uh, percent of the respondents said, "Could you repeat the question?" <laughs> I thought that was interesting. Yeah, that, that <laughs> was interesting. yeah right. That, that is very yeah. enlightening. Yeah. I, I That's awesome. Did you? How many kids do you have?
2: I have two biological and five that I'm responsible for.
0: Was it better off that they got more of her genetics or your genetics? Or to, you know, what was the better thing for them in the end?
2: You know, uh, I'm not trying to uh, sidestep your question, but I feel very strongly about this. I feel
0: sidestep coming yeah. up. <laughs> All right, go ahead. As well, you should. Uh,
2: I am in total amazement of how quickly the personality of my two kids came out you know one of them was a mini me and one of them was just like my wife not day one because all they were were a machine for the first
0: couple of weeks
2: but i mean it was unbelievable and i I tell that
0: to parents all the time i've said the same thing which is my kids personality is very much like the personality they had on the changing table Mm mm-hmm Right. and so it's right. the old nature-nurture argument, right? And as I get older, I'm convinced that nature is much stronger than nurture.
2: I totally agree, yeah. and I will tell you that, uh, you know, you're making me flash back to when my son was born, and <laughs> Those uh, are with the drugs, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's not, that's not us. Within seconds, I put my finger in, you know, into the bassinet or whatever that thing is that he was uh, hanging out in. And his little hand grabbed my finger. And Mm -hmm. it was like the coolest feeling that I've ever had in my life at that point. It was unbelievable. And then it all unraveled when I had to try to figure out the car seat. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah, right. Get him. I'm like, you're allowing us to bring this human home?
1: Right. That's different than my first experience. Really? Which was... he peed straight up my nose. <laughs> yeah. So that was a different father-son well, bonding yeah, experience.
0: Yeah. But yeah. We're ending this half of the podcast with very two different moments in each of your lives. You had the very special moment that you the cherish. Tender, yeah. Yeah. And Jim had this one, which is kind of disgusting. Now. Yeah, it's absolutely. Right, right. And I'm going to try and cut it out, but I don't think I can. Thanks a lot, no, Jim. Yeah, no, there's no way you I'm can I'm going to have that. to weave it into the podcast. Oh, you little... Yep. That's, Wait, yeah. was, so, anyway. <laughs> no, what, what about been, yours? Oh, yeah, actually, yeah. We'll, we'll save this for the next episode. Oh, ah. yeah, a little teaser. So, if you're listening on the web, you can either listen to the second half next week or listen to it right now if this is somewhere in the future. So, we'll talk to you in just a little bit. And we're back at the Bait and Switch Podcast Studios. As always, I am Chris Beyer with my co host, Jim Martin. Hello, everyone. Tonight's guest is Steve Palick. This is actually the second half of our two-part interview here with Steve. Steve is known in Milwaukee as a longtime DJ. And then also, he then branched out into real estate. And he knows a former guest of ours, uh, Tracy Johnson. Sure, very Who well. is head of... She is head of the Commercial
2: Association of Realtors, Wisconsin. Yeah. Now,
1: I thought you were going to say... He knows Scott Paulus, because that's why he's here.
0: I do know Scott Because Scott
1: asked him to be here,
2: which we forgot to mention in the
1: first. Scott, my apologies, Scott.
0: And Scott Paulus is a former guest of ours. By now, you will have listened to his interview. Scott Paulus is the official team photographer for the Milwaukee Brewers. Right. Right. When we got here, we're starting to get guests that are bringing gifts. The marketers brought us some beer. Yep. And uh, Steve here brought uh, us a gift. Our
1: gluten-free cookie person brought us cookies. Yeah. Yeah. I believe we're about to partake in some delicious bourbon because Steve has uh, told us he has a special technique that guarantees that we will like bourbon after this.
2: I can teach you how to like bourbon. There you go. Uh, I do have to interject that uh, after 45 years on the radio, Uh and this will translate to podcasting as well. You learn judge. you get gifts (laughs) all the time. Oh, really?
0: Oh, yeah. You won't have any. Clothing
2: that doesn't have a logo on it.
0: Okay, let the good times roll. I get worried when he said we won't have any clothing. <laughs> let me say this. We are fully clothed. Yes, we are. We yeah. do not have a web camera in here. We don't plan on getting a camera. Now, me and Jim are fully clothed. Our guest, yeah, not yeah. so much. But um, <laughs> well, he's got well, we the done, boxers we, on. We talked
2: about he's he's kind of I'm a, very um, relaxed.
1: He doesn't care what people think. I don't care. That's the beauty no. of it. now. Yeah.
2: So yeah, it's time to start caring a little bit. All right. <laughs> all right. Well, I do care about bourbon. Okay. You know, I I have right. forty five years on the radio, thirty five years yeah. in commercial real estate. Right. And I have a wonderful family, a great life. Right. But I am just in love with bourbon. All right. Do you want to know how this happened?
1: Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
2: All right. I was at a Super Bowl party, and all of a sudden, I started having chest pains. Oh. And I. Sorry that I laughed. Sorry. Yeah, thank
0: you. Yeah. <laughs>
2: right. I, I feel your warmth and concern. It just kind of tickled me a little bit. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. He's not All right. On the that side empathy of the is end. off the charts. Right. But right. I didn't tell anybody. I just. Oh, uh, I That's what you're drinking. supposed to do. Don't exactly. tell anybody. Exactly. Yeah. Right. I had a flight the next morning to Washington, D.C. for a meeting. I go out there and the pain's not stopping. Whoa. I was miserable and I was scared. I thought yeah, right. something's going wrong here. And I thought, well, if I'm going out, I'm going out big. I had a steak dinner, and I had never liked
0: bourbon before. Is this what the doctor prescribed? Yeah, (laughs) never thought of that. (laughs) So you go to the (laughs) doctor, get a steak dinner, quick, (laughs) stand.
2: Bacon bacon wrapped
1: filet. (laughs) (laughs) uh, Good advice, right? right.
2: (laughs) So I went to a bar called Bourbon. I never had bourbon in my life. I have to admit to you, I liked beer, Mm -hmm. and I liked drinks with umbrellas that's me yes yeah, i'm see, an umbrella
1: drink absolutely thank you i don't I care love, what people think i exactly
0: yeah. <laughs> i when love. that that umbrella hits you in the eye i don't like that <laughs> that is a problem but you can yeah, stab people with it yeah. too so yeah.
1: yeah
2: so i had the very first bourbon of my life i said you know just give me a great bourbon i instantly felt better for the first time in three really? days the bourbon and the chest pain went away i was
0: going i was gonna say about your
2: life <laughs> no, I'm still not there, okay. and this is almost three years ago. Okay. So I felt instantly better. I flew back the next morning to Milwaukee. I got into my car at the airport. I drove right to Ray's on North Avenue and bought a bottle of bourbon, and I've had it ever since. And I have come to find out what had happened. There's something called the Kentucky hug. That is when the warmth of the bourbon travels through your chest, And it loosens you up. And actually, I had, because my wife insisted I get it checked out, I had not suffered a heart attack. I had pulled the chest muscle working out. Ah. I was relaxed for the first time in three days. That's what happened. But there's something else called the Kentucky Chew, which I'm about to teach you, if you're open for it. Sure. The Kentucky Chew is something that I have found that... And I'm pouring this for you guys right now. Right. That has convinced people that have never had bourbon before that actually don't think they'll like it. Right. This will teach you to like it. Now, all bourbon is whiskey, but not all whiskey is bourbon. Bourbon sure. is specially made.
0: So That's some type of mathematical principle, isn't it? It <laughs>
2: <Yeah. laughs> yeah. yeah. is. You're lucky I yeah. didn't test you on it. Yeah. If you were listening to the first half of the this. that's the associative
0: property associative of alcohol. Jim and I right. were getting
2: tested left and that's right. right. I have been nice to you, Chris. We were not doing well. <laughs> right. <Yeah>. All right, <laughs> so all bourbon is whiskey, not all whiskey is bourbon. Bourbon okay. is made in a very specific way. It is aged in brand new oak charred barrels. It has it. a very, very specific taste. It goes into mm-hmm. the barrel as a clear liquid. It comes out, as you guys can tell, sure. brown. Brown. Mm-hmm. That's because it sits, hopefully for no less than two years, sometimes 20 in that barrel. Wow. Now, here is the Kentucky chew. All right. Mm-hmm. What I want you to do is take a sip of bourbon, mm-hmm. but do not swallow it. <clears throat> okay. Keep it in your mouth, mm-hmm. move it around, swish it around, chew it. For 10 seconds. Chew it. Like, chew it. I'll, I'll talk okay. while you're doing that okay. so okay. people aren't bored. <laughs> Don't swallow it. Chew it around. 10 seconds for station identification on the Brewers Radio Network. <laughs> All right. Now, you can swallow it. What you have in your mouth right now is the sensation of pure alcohol. Yep. You are not <laughs> tasting a thing. Mm-hmm. Your tongue is not acclimated to tasting anything. It's just been assaulted with alcohol. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah, I know. Well, the- now, you're not supposed Smooth. to turn as red as Jim just did. <laughs> but what I want you to do now yeah. is take a little sip of this bourbon. Now that your taste buds are acclimated to alcohol, mm-hmm. for the first time, you're going to taste bourbon. So right. go ahead. Okay. Take a sip take a and sip. swallow it. Do we do the same yes. thing or we just do swallow, it, swallow no, it? Do whatever you okay. want, but you will actually taste oak. You'll taste some caramel flavors. You will taste something completely different than that first slap in the face you just got. Am I right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Every subsequent sip that you take now, uh-huh. you will taste a little more of that oaky flavor. Now... You marry that Mm -hmm. with what I really love about bourbon. It's a drink where you hold the glass in your hand, you sip it through the evening or the podcast or whatever Mm -hmm. the event may be, and you feel like an adult. Tell right. me you don't feel right. like an adult right finally, now. Hold I, finally. Hold the neck last. Cheers. And, you know, it's like Mad Men. You're right. for the first time not only tasting bourbon, but it's just such a great drink. It's a truly American beverage. Mm-hmm. Think about that. We, gentlemen,
0: are now adults.
1: We're true American adults. American Cheers. adults. Cheers. Cheers. Well, thank you, Steve. All
2: right. I, I'm sorry I, for hijacking I will No, no I will
0: say this, that the chewing process and afterwards... Did make it more palatable for oh, me. Oh, yeah. Did yeah. it? Yeah. Know.
1: But almost, like when, you, when I sip it now, it's almost like creamy.
0: Yes. Very you know? good. Like, yeah. It's like smooth. You're, and you're smooth noticing I, subtleties. Yeah. I mm-hmm. notice notes yeah. of like D flat and B <laughs> yeah, yeah. sharp. Sure, I caught that one too. Yeah, it's yeah. a musical well thing. Said. Yeah, right. well, yeah, said. Right. well, now that you've loosened up a little bit here, yes. everybody, we want to get, uh, we want to talk about your radio career in Milwaukee. Sure. You started with who in Milwaukee here? I started. By
2: writing a letter when I was in high school to every radio station in town, and I said, I'll do anything. I'll sweep your floors, I'll get sandwiches, And I got a couple answers back, one of which was from WUWM, which was the University of Wisconsin-Milwaukee's radio station. They said, hey, come on in. You're more than welcome. So I was a sophomore in high school, and I started going to UWM every day, and I did for three years.
0: And then you went from uh, WUWM to where? Well, I went to
2: school at Whitewater for a while, went Mm -hmm. right into like day one, their radio station. And then my first commercial job was at WAUK. Back then it was a daytime station. So my first job was 6 p.m. until 7.30 on the air. What I didn't realize that it it was a daytime station. So that means as uh-huh. the sun sets, they have to sign off. Right. Because oh. their signal was so
0: powerful that it would carry beyond. So So they would sign they, off and then you would go on at that point. <laughs> Close. <laughs> <laughs> it was Don't tell
1: tell them. It was the don't greatest wreckish hold Yeah, we don't want
2: it. It was the greatest thing because I started in the summertime when the sun was out until sure. seven thirty. Yeah. What I didn't factor into that equation <laughs> is that the sun sun (laughs) starts going down earlier and earlier, the next thing I knew, they wanted me to work from 6 until 6.15, but it gave me the entree to say, hey, I work at an actual commercial radio station, and my next job was overnights at WQFM, Okay, 2 a.m. to 6 a.m. Wow. On the rock and roll radio station in Milwaukee. Right. It was a lot different then. Uh, because it was a community, it it was really special. And top forty radio was awesome because there were no genre limitations. You could hear sure. Glenn Campbell next to the Doors, right? Yeah. Uh, but when really meaningful stuff started happening, late sixties, early seventies, it was FM radio that brought. A community together a community that really didn't have a voice in Milwaukee and FM radio was that community so you could well imagine not only were hundreds of albums coming out monthly that are now the classic rock and and by the way I have a theory about classic rock I firmly believe that a lot of the music of the 60s and the 70s we call classic rock was not this is really important it was not product; it was made as an artistic statement. Even though there was lots of money flowing into it, uh-huh. Uh-huh. that's that, this podcast. I was just <laughs> gonna say, that's our podcast. Arti- that's right. Well, thirty years from now, that's right. You guys that's, will be seen as heroes. That's that's right. Right. Yeah, that's right.
0: I liked, I want to be seen as a hero today. Yeah, is it takes time. It has to marinate. Us. It's like the bourbon in right, yeah, the exactly. podcast it world. Right. It has to be aged. Yeah. I think four. our podcast, what our listeners have to do is chew on it a little exactly. bit.
1: Yeah, that's true. Get the bad taste out of their mouth right away <laughs> right. and come back and try it again. Yeah.
2: Suffice it to say, you're at the epicenter of a community. That's true. That yep. you know, right. has yep. raging
0: hormones. Oh, oh, hold on!
1: That's not awesome. <laughs> oh, no. oh, this is back to your story. You're oh, your story. Okay. Yeah. Right, right. I thought you were talking about us. Right. Yeah.
0: So, 2 a.m. to 6 a.m. Mm-hmm. Then, did you graduate to get the, uh, the the drive time or something like that? Or right,
2: exactly. I, what had happened for me specifically was that QFM was an awesome station with excellent, excellent people. That not the people that were running it, the people that were on the air. Sure. And uh, we were having the times of our lives. Uh, but I was a little different. I was really career-oriented, and I had to go to another station to do it, and I had to get off the air. And oh, okay. I became the production director, the person that did all the commercials and the imaging for a station called WZUU, which a few people might remember. Great concept. We had Larry the Legend in the morning. Larry
1: the Legend. I remember and Larry we had Jonathan yeah.
2: Green in the afternoon. Uh-huh. And their concept was let's put talk on FM yeah. and let's be a relevant station. And it was working. And all of a sudden, the station that owned us in Cleveland owned a station in New York City that went from worst to first, went from one of the worst ratings in Uh New York City to the number one station, and it was a hot, rockin' hit radio station. Uh And so the owners said, scrap Ah. it, we're gonna be a top 40 hit radio station. They brought in a guy from New York by the name of Scott Shannon, who was like a radio god at the time, and he said, you know what? You need to get back on the air. And so I went back to QFM to do a morning show. And oh, I did okay. that for three years uh-huh. and loved it. Had the time of my life except for one thing. Which was. Exactly. Yeah. You nailed yeah. it. It was uh. getting up at 3.15 in the morning, yeah. and I
0: absolutely hated it for all three of those years. You really yeah. should have skipped the makeup. I don't know why you're doing <laughs> you that. You're not on TV. Yeah, you're you know. right. You're right. Yeah. Did you interview people in studio that we mm-hmm. would know? Mm-hmm. I mean, there were lots
2: of rock stars that came through. We'd get them on the air. Uh One of my favorite things was uh, Graham Nash, Crosby, Stills, and Nash. Oh, yeah. uh, and also, you know, I'm a huge sports fan. One of my favorite stories was Jerry Kramer, who is a Packer right. legend mm-hmm. from the Lombardi Glory years. Had him in one day and... uh Even though it was QFM, it was a rock station. We were talking about football for an hour. sure. And Bart Starr, who we had asked to be on, happened to be listening. Oh. So I get a note handed to me that says, Bart Starr's on line five. And, uh, you know, so I, I put him on the air and... Jerry Kramer couldn't believe that Bart Starr had called in. So the two of them just started conversing. They started talking Uh and forgetting they were on the radio. And I'm sitting back thinking, this is gonna be in USA Today tomorrow. It was one of the coolest things. But I gotta tell you, I mean, honestly, Chris, there's just so many people, so many guests, so many memories over 35 years that,
0: you know, it's hard for me to leave out anybody. Do you want to break bad on anybody? Was somebody kind of a jerk? Um, I I can
2: tell you this because it's my fault. Uh, Yeah, there have been lots of jerks. There have been lots of people that were like pulling teeth to get anything out of. And there have been a lot of people I've hit it off with immediately. and, And I'm amazed that I could call them friends. But this was my very first rock star interview. And it was the late... Frank Zappa. He was so mean to me. Uh, And, you know, but the fact of the matter is, I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't prepare. I didn't think about what would interest him and how could I draw him out. I just started peppering questions at him. Uh And it was a lesson that I've taken with me to this day that if I'm going to do an interview, I am going to both subscribe to the larry king method of interviewing which was not being absurd larry king would purposely not learn too much because he wanted to be inquisitive right he wanted to ask the questions the listeners wanted so i found this balance between being larry king but also being cognizant of the fact that you gotta bond first you can't hit don mclean who wrote american pie who gets asked every day of his life What was American Pie about? You know, we started uh, talking about horses and other things, and then he opened up about American Pie. Now, the other one, real quick, I'll tell you, uh, is I started out as a sportscaster. Okay. So uh, I had an opportunity to interview Carl Yastrzemski once. Wow. I sat down to interview him. He was smoking a cigarette, and he blew his smoke, in my face, <laughs> every single exhale oh. on purpose.
1: Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> really. I really. Mean, like for us, okay, so you've interviewed all these celebrities and kind mm. of, I'm sure, like with Bart Starr, a little starstruck. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the way it is with some of our guests. I mean, like you, you know, you've been around radio for 45 years. You've been a, a Milwaukee icon doing the, the rock and roll roots show and everything. I mean, now you're the celebrity. I guess what I'm getting at
2: yeah, but there there's something about local celebrity that's absurd. Here, the best way I could tell you in all seriousness, uh, I was doing a morning show. We truly busted our asses. We worked so hard. We had a seven share. What that means? Out of every 100 people listening to the radio, seven of them are listening to you. But that's the 100 people listening to the radio. doesn't even count the people that aren't listening to the radio. Sure. So I have absolutely no pretense of anything (laughs) special about me being on the radio in Milwaukee. Zero, period. I'll tell you in all seriousness why I love being on the radio. Have you ever heard a song bought an album, listened to something, and liked it so much that you say to your family, to your friends, you gotta hear this, and you sit them down and you put it on. Right. Yeah. That's it. That's the feeling I get every Sunday for thousands of people, I can say I want you to hear yeah, this. You got to hear That's this. That's what it's about.
1: Yeah, right. This uh, this afternoon at work, we were talking about this guy named Steve Aoki. Have you ever heard of Steve mm-hmm. Aoki? You mm-hmm. have.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, probably
1: because you're on radio. Well, mm-hmm. that kind of wrecks the whole story, sort of. <laughs> but I've never heard of this Steve Aoki.
0: He's a DJ. He's
1: a DJ. You've mm-hmm. heard of Steve? Yes. What? Well- <laughs> okay. So well, okay. So you're probably one of the people who's watched his videos. Or maybe not. But I can tell you 61 million people Uh, watched this YouTube video and 377,000 people liked it. And I've never heard of this guy. So I guess what I'm getting at is there's a lot of people out there. yeah. And if you touch a fraction of them, that's still a lot of people.
2: But it goes back to something we were talking about earlier, which is it's got to be sincere you you can't be doing it just to make money just to fool people if you're sincere about something unless you're a magician (laughs) that's (laughs) a great point you know what i stand corrected (laughs) never mind (laughs) you know we
0: we we have a seven share as well i don't know if you know podcast ratings no a seven share means that seven people have (laughs) listened to us (laughs) yeah in the last year and a half now you went from radio to real estate. Yeah. First question I got to ask: real estate. Yeah. Getting back to magicians, is there some fear of fake estate? You know, some type of sorcery.
1: <laughs> why? Why the real? That's a good. You know what? That's a good point. Yeah. Why I the real?
0: I got
2: to tell you, in 35 years, I've never. I've been asked about conflicts of interest. Mm-hmm. I've mm-hmm. been asked about ROI, return on investment. Nobody's ever asked me to justify the term real estate. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I do think that there is something about commercial real estate that, it, you know, most people don't know about it. I uh-huh. did not know about it. I had no idea of it when I was in radio. And I was lucky that uh, my girlfriend at the time, her father, worked in commercial real estate. It was kind of like an old boys' club. And it's since diversified, it's basically office space retail, and industrial real estate. They're a different animal. Okay, And uh, you almost at that time had to know somebody. Uh, now it's something that University of Wisconsin has a phenomenal real estate program. Oh, wow. it's, a, it's a major industry. People think about getting into it. At that time, they didn't. What happened for me was I realized that commercial real estate was an opportunity to interact With companies, with communities, with almost any entity at its highest level. Because in the world of business, after salaries, it is real estate that's the highest cost of doing business. So you have the attention of the CEO, you have the attention of the decision maker. And unless a company is working out of their house, They have a real estate component, and it's very important. So over these 35 years, I've got to work with the likes of GE Healthcare on Mm -hmm. their 500,000 square foot building at the Research Park, with Manpower on their headquarters in downtown Milwaukee, and with companies big, small, and everything in between on what is to them the most important decision that they'll make for their business.
0: What is the name of
2: your company?
1: I actually did a little research. Right. You just changed companies, yeah, right? Very yeah, very good. From Collier right. to, I want to say Ingersoll. Is that right? Ergents. Ergents.
2: I had spent 35 years as a commercial real estate broker. And I was at Polichek, which turned into CB Richard Ellis, biggest in the world. Uh, I ran the Crescent Milwaukee office for a while, joined Collier's, guys that I Really enjoyed working with, Mm -hmm. and I was as comfortable as could be at Collier's. Yeah, I could do whatever I want, work on any deals I want, but I started to see something that you guys will see someday. I started to see retirement, (laughs) I could start to see what it's like to have that freedom Mm -hmm. to do whatever you want, to uh, you know, watch TV all day if you feel like it. Uh And I really kind of Surprise myself because I realized I wasn't comfortable being comfortable. I needed a challenge. So at 62, after 35 years in commercial real estate as a broker, I stayed in commercial real estate. But the people at Ergans, the preeminent developer in all of Wisconsin in commercial real estate, mm-hmm. uh, we've known each other for a long time. They've known my bent, my interest my desire to really take marketing and branding to another level. Uh At 62, I've become the chief marketing officer for Ergen's Development. Nice. So I'm doing something completely different. Again, we're dealing with podcasts that we don't know when someone's listening. Mm -hmm. So I will tell you at the point of time we're recording this, I'm five weeks in. Well, congratulations! To a brand new career. At, congratulations! At, yeah, That's to fantastic. start a new yeah. challenge
0: at that age, right? Well, right. hey, I want to thank uh, Steve Palick for coming by. Uh, the you o- say his names are so weird. Well, because Steve Palick. <laughs> no, it's yeah. just Steve. Steve well, the <laughs> thing is, is I. <laughs> Thing <laughs> is, is I said I said Steve Palek earlier today. Yeah, My know, secretary but, uh, corrected yeah. me uh, because
1: it's spelled P A L E C. Right. So you would it I looks a little bit like Palek, Palek but, but anyway. you got to get it out of your head. It's yep. just Steve Palek. Well, and He's that's why
2: I, in all those years of radio, mm-hmm. what I should have done was come up with a fake name. Yeah. But I value communicating with people, so <laughs> I can't be fake,
0: right? Well, anyway, I want to thank but, Steve Palek. For stopping by the podcast studios here tonight. Yeah, thanks, Steve. Uh, One of our traditions is we count down uh, to the Jim putting in the music. Yep. So we'll count down three, two, one. So here we go. Three, two, two, one. one. Music. There we are. Well, once again, Steve, thank you. Yeah, thanks again, Steve. My pleasure. Really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. And we'll clap it up. Join us next time on the Bait and Switch podcast when we are the guests of the Off the Rails podcast with Tom and Mark. You've made it to the end of yet another Bait and Switch podcast. Spread the word.